0: and when you check out, make sure that you plug in and type in Dry Creek, all one word, for a 10% discount. Good morning. Dwayne here, Dry Creek Wrangler School. It's November 27th today, and uh, we're uh, going to try to make a video this morning. It is cold out, and it's windy. So we've come in here into the tax shed to get out of the wind and, and uh, see if we can't... Uh, make this without shivering and our teeth chattering out here. I hadn't got a video put out in a few days. Um, We uh, went to Texas to see the grandbaby and then both of us got the flu and we got it so bad that on the way back from Texas we stopped somewhere in Louisiana and got a motel um, and then wound up spending two days in that motel because it felt uh, too bad to drive, too bad to travel. We got back here and crashed for another couple of days uh, but we're up and around and doing all right um, and so uh, we want to try to catch back up and, and uh, say howdy to y'all again in uh, several years ago I had been cowboying in Colorado and uh, working um, south of Leadville uh, actually south of Buena Vista and uh, in between Buena Vista and Salida working uh, for a land and cattle company there, and winter was coming on, and and series of events, and we wound up moving back down to Texas. I had wife, and and uh, we had uh, we had the three children at the time, and we moved back down to Texas uh, for the winter where my folks were, and and I'm just going to kind of gloss over the details here, um, and I started going back to church again. This is not a religious deal. I know some of you guys get really nervous. Uh, it's not just chill out. All right. It's kind of an interesting story. Uh, started going back to church there with my mom and dad. And the, the thing came up, there was a, a group of folks up in the remote jungles of Highland, Papua New Guinea that had sent uh, word out and they needed some help, some unique kind of help. And, uh, we, uh, we were made aware of it and I said you know what that's something we can do uh we're gonna go help them folks and uh so I loaded up my uh my wife and and my three children and and we flew to Papua New Guinea uh caught a bush plane and and went up in the highlands up there and we spent two years up there in the jungle um my children were the first white babies that they had ever seen Um, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was one of the best times of our lives. I, I was young and pretty back then, except I wasn't very pretty. Um, but I was so fit and I hiked all through them jungles. I mean, all through them jungles. So I want to give you a picture here. Now I was 26, 28 maybe i was about 28 years old six foot tall i weighed 140 pounds uh i had my beard was probably twice as long as it is now and i had a big old not a big but i had a beat up really beat up old my old gray cowboy hat that i was wearing uh and i carried everywhere all over those jungles back there i had one of those I think 42 inch. You remember the S wing? They may still make them. The S wing stainless campers axe with the, the blue rubber handle on it. Uh, I carried that everywhere with me. Also, so I had a backpack, small backpack, and I had that S wing, and uh, and I was all over those jungles back there. Um, and uh, now these folks were they they're small. All right. Most of the men came up just way below my shoulder here. All right. And the ladies, the ladies were even smaller. They they were, they were small folk. And so there was quite a, a difference between us and them. Now, we lived in a village that was on a ridge, on a mountain ridge. And the mountain ridge came down like that. And then our village was sitting here. And up on top, up here was the trailhead that went down to the bush strip where our plane flew our supplies in and out of. Below our village was another village down below. Um, and uh, I didn't know this till later. But one day, two of the men from that lower village went hiking out. They were headed down to the main village down below, and uh, they were hiking up the mountain together, just going along, and one of them, he he had to answer the call of nature. So he stepped off up in the bush to take care of business, and and his uh, partner was standing there and all of a sudden he hears something coming down the trail. And he, uh, being of a cautious nature, he steps off the trail in the bushes and kind of hunkers down to see what's coming. Uh, It was just, the cautious thing to do out there and he sees this apparition coming down the trail it's a giant it's a big ghostly deathly white giant from uh, the other side had come to collect his soul this thing had a flowing beard and was carrying a war axe and was striding down the trail and he just absolutely terrified him and so he spun around and hot-footed it through the jungle back to his village and dove into his hut back there in the corner and lay there shivering because it was probably one of his ancestral demons had come to collect his soul. After a bit, his wife came in, said, what are you doing? And he told her about this apparition he had seen. And she began to berate him and beat him about the ears and mock at him and, and asked him, had he not seen that white man that was living up in the village up above, and he had not heard about it. And and I just went my merry, happy way right on by. I had no idea. I didn't find about this until months later. Now, I was going down my trail, living my life, with my head up, my eyes were clear, and my heart was clean. Going my way. When he saw me, I wasn't bad, and he wasn't bad. Now, follow along here, all right? The problem was, he had no historical, societal, cultural, religious, political context in which to frame this thing he saw. There was no context. So he just framed it based on what he had. You're going to go through life and you're going to meet people and you're going to run into people. And your eyes are going to be clear and your heart's going to be clean. And they're going to attack you and they're going to come at you from a side that you're totally unexpected. A lot of times they just don't have a context in which to understand what and who you are. There are those of us who were raised more rural, who were raised more the old ways, who were raised more conservative. And that's our life that's our history, that's our context. And there are those who are raised absolutely, totally, diametrically opposed. And sometimes when we meet, we see the worst. We see the absolute worst. And human nature is, if it's totally different and we don't know what it is, it must be a demon. But, you know, sometimes those of us from the rural background who haven't been out and around a lot just don't have a context with which to frame someone from the other side. And someone from the other side who was raised extremely city, uh, extremely um, just, just the other side, all right? and when they meet us they don't have a context for that they don't have a context for that okay you're going to meet people and they're going to be so foreign to you their thought process is going to be so foreign their viewpoint is going to be so foreign their approach to things are going to be so foreign but folks culture is culture and we have different cultures here in this country you don't have to go to Papua New Guinea Or Japan, or Poland, or Italy, or Mexico to find a different culture. All right? Um, You don't even have to go from north to south. All right? Leave Virginia and go to Alabama. You'll find a different culture. Okay? Leave Alabama and go to Oklahoma. You'll find a different culture. Leave Oklahoma, go to Wyoming. Leave Wyoming, go to Portland. It's totally different cultures. And sometimes when that is the only culture, the only historical context, the only societal context, the only political context that we are familiar with, that we are aware, then the other side must be a demon. Okay? Context is important. When you see someone that is so... On the surface diametrically opposed to you, stop. Take a step back and say, what is their context? I don't know what their context is. I don't know who they are. I don't know what makes them tick. I don't know what they have been through. I don't know how they've been taught. I don't know what they've experienced. I don't have a framework To which I can accurately and properly judge whether this is a demon or not. All right? This is just another step towards humble wisdom. Because the antidote to humble wisdom is arrogant foolishness. And both sides, both sides of any issue in this country today, if they're out on this far edge, they're out on this far edge we're not taking sides here all right we don't have humble wisdom on either side we have arrogant foolishness because they are not trying to gain a context with which to judge people get on this channel They'll watch one video, and, us, and like the one about accepting responsibility and working hard, and they'll say, well, that's just easier for you to say with your 5,000-acre farm or ranch and the big family home that you live in and all your inheritance and everything. I don't own an acre of land, and I haven't received anything inheritance. And when my parents, God forbid, when they finally um, move on to their reward, There won't be an inheritance. Haven't gotten a dollar. All right. Won't get an acre of land. I don't own an acre of land. All right. Renting, leasing, working out business deals, uh, making things happen. And hopefully, in two or three years with hard work, maybe we can buy a little piece. Uh, But you have no context in which to judge somebody else if you don't try, um, you've, you've got to stop. You've got to stop. You cannot watch, I've got like 200 videos on here that cover the gamut of conversations, a lot of stuff. You cannot watch three minutes of one video and determine that you know me and that I am a demon from hell come to destroy everything that you are and everything you believe in and everything you think. Alright, get some context. Go through life. You'll be a whole lot less angry, a whole lot less bitter, a whole lot less judgmental, a whole lot more understanding and have a lot more grace if you can start framing the world around you based on context. Alright? Otherwise, you're going to keep seeing these ghostly pale, bearded, hairy, cowboy, Demons from the other side striding through your nightmares, um, coming after your eternal soul with their flaming S wing with the blue rubber handle. All right? And there's no need. There's no need. All right? In this country that we live in, uh, we have folks coming from all over the planet and settling here, and immigrating here, Um, and you cannot frame, you cannot frame a Muslim from Pakistan. The way they think, and the way they approach things, and the way they view things, you cannot frame that within your context. Otherwise, you guys are never going to understand each other, and you're never going to get along. All right, if you're something totally opposite, all right, we listen, we gotta quit tearing ourselves apart, we gotta quit tearing ourselves apart, and a lot of it's so unnecessary, a lot of it's just stupid. Okay, step back and get you some context before you react and run and hide under your bed in the corner somewhere, afraid that the demon is coming for your soul. Okay. All right. Now I done sit here and talk. You guys don't know how hard it is for me to concentrate on what I'm saying and smoke a cigar. And I didn't let my cigar go out, but, uh, we had, uh, I had a company contact me. Uh, and so I'm being upfront about that. It's CigarPlace.com. Now I've had, I don't know how many guys have gone. and said, Dwayne, where do you order your cigars from? And I've been telling them because it was, And i don't know how many people i've sent to this other place and they've never contacted me these guys contacted me they were really nice they're like look we we would like to be your supplier of cigars would you check us out and uh, (laughs) i'm like where's the downside in that and i said sure and so they sent me some cigars this is the uh the flathead 660. now i'm one of those guys that One of the things that goes into me choosing a cigar is the band and the name, okay? That's just the way I am. And to me, the Flathead Six Sixties just screams working man cigar, okay? It's just a good, solid, robust cigar that's not crazy overpriced. I've had them before. Uh, I had forgotten how much I liked them, and this one has reminded me. I'm going to start putting more of them in my humidor. Um, but, uh, so this, if you're looking for a good place online to, uh, to order your cigars, these fellas are, they're, uh, I think we're going to have a good relationship. All right. And so I just want to throw that out there and recommend that you look them up. Is it a blatant plug? Heck yeah, it's a blatant plug. Why not? Um, but there's, I turned down for every 50 For every 50 sponsorship offers I get there'll be one comes along I'm like man that is a really nice guy and they're just really doing things right and uh, so anyhow if you're looking there you go Uh, if you're gonna get on here and just say hey you're smoke you're sucking cancer into your lungs blah 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 Merry Christmas and bless your heart all right so Anyhow, I reckon I've rambled about enough. We'll catch you guys next time.